Welcome to the Tea Grannies. I'm Elise. And I'm Maria. Today we're here to critique some query letters, so pour yourself a cup of tea and let's get started. Because you're interested in small town settings and books that challenge gender norms, I believe the Stradivarius may be a fit for your list. The Stradivarius is a modern retelling of Patrick Hamilton's Gaslight with a queer twist. It sits at 75,000 words and would find its place on the shelf between Silvia Moreno-Garcia's Mexican Gothic and Catriona Ward's The Last House on Needless Street. When a surprise inheritance and whirlwind romance offer May a chance to escape her repressive aunt, she's all too eager to elope and start life anew in her childhood home. But when she and her new husband, Carter, arrive, the towering Victorian sits in disrepair, and May learns that her father's decade-old unsolved murder is still a source of rumor and speculation in town. Leading the charge to unravel the mystery surrounding his death is Ollie, a vibrant, genderqueer and an outsider in their hometown, Landrum. Sure that solving the cold case will land them a coveted job in the police department, Ollie gains access to the Victorian by agreeing to do maintenance work on the property. Suspicious of Carter from the start, Ollie is intent on proving he's connected with the infamous crime. Inside the old Victorian, May encounters strange happenings. The wallpaper morphs and swirls, soft voices taunt her from empty rooms, and distinct melodies of the priceless Stradivarius violin stolen the night of her father's murder echo through the house. May doesn't know whether the house is haunted by her father's spirit, she is losing her grip on reality, or something more sinister is at play. But if she and Ollie can't work together to uncovering the Victorian's secrets, she'll lose her freedom for good. I hold a bachelor's degree in English with a minor in creative writing from Florida Gulf Coast University and a master's degree in social work from Florida State University. Two of my short stories will appear in anthologies this year. I was the editor for A Totally Unorthodox Daily Planner by Tiffany Tate and Lilium Rodriguez, and I co-authored a column by Psychiatric Services. When I'm not writing, I work as a consultant in the behavioral health field and live in Florida with my wife, son, and animal family. So I thought this was a really wonderfully polished and well-written query. Uh, we get everything we need to know in the first paragraph. We get comp titles, we get word count, and we get to learn that it's also a retelling. I think that's important to throw in your query letter if you are doing a retelling. Um, I really love the wording that was used in the second paragraph describing the story, especially that first sentence. Uh, when a surprise inheritance and a whirlwind romance offer May a chance to escape her repressive aunt, she's all too eager to elope and start life anew in her childhood home. That is a really well, like a concise, but very, mm -hmm. very well written sentence. Yes. Um, that gives us a good intro. And I did notice it got a little more confusing the further we went. And I do think um, a couple sentences could be cut, which at least had some suggestions uh, to make it a little shorter and a little bit more concise. But yeah, I thought the section about the author was super well done. We get personal details, education details, previously published works, um, and you sound really cool. <laughs> also, <laughs> had to throw that in there. I thought everybody sounded really cool. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I thought that first sentence there was a great hook. Um, I did like the setup between Ollie and May. I think that that's going to be really fun, and I like it a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I was not super sold on the bits about Carter. I'm not sure that it, it was necessary. Um, 
it would make the letter too long and he doesn't seem to play a big enough part or or he will play a big part and you want it to be a surprise uh so not sure that he needs to be in the query letter. Uh, and the last sentence before the author bio gets a bit too long and wordy. And I think that we could delete that section about the house being haunted um, and keep it to her, you know, losing her grip on reality or something more sinister is at play because it's a little bit more vague. Like you want to be specific in a query for sure. But I think that here we're getting a little, a few too many options. Mm. And I think it kind of loses its, I lose interest a little bit. I'm like, well, it's not going to be haunted. So it has to be the other, the other two. Maybe it'll be haunted, <laughs> oh, but man. I want to be surprised. surprised me a <laughs> but yeah. And I love the bio again. I thought it was mm. really great. Um, yeah. And I also love that you included, you said uh, wife, son and animal family. I appreciate that because I always throw my animals in my, my bio too. <laughs> my two horses and my three dogs. And I'm clearly a crazy animal person. But yeah, I really like this one. I would mm -hmm. I would 100% read this. Yes, I would as well. And that may be just because I'm a sucker for haunted house stories. So I'm really hoping that things are haunted. Um, yeah, in light <laughs> of that, the uh, the first paragraph worked super well for me. Um, I especially love the Mexican Gothic reference. Um, and I recently took a class on Gothic fiction. So this query is like very well personalized for me specifically. <laughs> um, and yeah, the premise of this is really fun. The characters sound really interesting. I, similarly, I didn't feel like Carter was necessary. Any mention of him, like whenever he was mentioned, I started to get confused about who was who and what the relationships were because there were just too many moving pieces. And I think um, some simplification of this particular query letter would be helpful because uh, I got lost a little bit at a couple times. So I'd, I'd consider removing the bit where we learn that Ollie suspects Carter of being connected to the murder because I f that feels mm. like a twist that we should learn in book um, and shouldn't be revealed too far up front. Um, and that was also the point where I started to get the most confused in the mix. Um, and then any details about the haunted happenings of the house was probably my favorite part, but that's, again, a subjective thing if you like house hauntings. Um, and that's that's the part that I crave when I'm going into a gothic novel, so I love that it was included. Mm. Uh, I also had a few suggestions to tighten that up um, because it did – the information got – I think we got information overload. That's maybe the confusing aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't fully pick up on this until I tried reading it out loud for the recording, but it started to go on for too long. So I would definitely consider trimming where you can to tighten this up and just keep to the main plot and the main details as much as possible because I think we got a bit too much. Um, so I had suggestions for that, for flow and readability. Um, but overall, I just I love the information that we got and then – Again, author bio, as Maria was saying, tied it off super, super nicely. Um, I really envy how this writer's education and employment background merge to just completely mm -hmm. benefit the topic, right? And it shows exactly how they are the person to write this book without saying, I wrote this mm -hmm. book because I have a long yeah. history in the field of psychology and I find these dynamics interesting. You just said... I studied this, I know what I'm talking about, and probably had a cool idea during a class or something for this book, and now I'm doing it. So I want to read this super bad, mm -hmm. and I love it. Dear Tea Grannies, I am writing because you love stories with badass female characters and magic. Witches is an 85,000-word standalone YA magical realism novel. 
16-year-old Marley Meddlesom, hates Herkoven's laws. Don't attend human events. Wear black always. Marley blatantly defies them. Really, pink is her best color, and she has to go to human prom. Her coven is not happy with her, so when a love potion goes awry, Marley is cursed to 100 years of sleep. At the last minute, her sister gives her a protection potion, and Marley's soul stays awake, separated from her body. Even though she can fully interact with the world, no one knows she's there. After months of rearranging her sister's bookshelves and wallowing in self-pity, a human sees her. Benji helps Marley see beyond herself to the curse's impact on her family, especially her sister. What's worse, her sister's potion affected the curse. Now she's starting to disappear and may never wake up. Marley has to embrace all the parts of who she is to get out of this mess, no matter how many witches, ghosts, or coven laws get in her way. Witches is perfect for fans of The Nature of Witches by Rachel Griffin and Once Upon a Broken Heart by Stephanie Garber. I attended the writer's studio at Simon Fraser University and published in the class anthology Emerge 19. A local newspaper, The Skeleton Press, will be publishing my first short story in September. I've included the first five pages of Witches for your consideration and will happily send my completed manuscript upon your request. All right, so I love the sound of this story. It sounds like a really fun, witchy young adult novel with like just the right amount of romance, like a little pinch of romance. Uh, the comp titles are super. I haven't read either of them, but they're both on my to-be-read list. So I have read the back covers and reviews, so I feel like they're good fits. <laughs> and uh, we also get the genre word count and some personalization in the first few sentences. Like I said, that's what you need. Uh, most of my suggestions are for the second paragraph. I think it could be smoothed out and then we could leave out those specifics about the coven laws and kind of give us a more broad description, um, followed by a couple specifics of how Marley defies them as they are and just take out mm -hmm. the general like she defies them. Um, and I just thought the, the don't attend human events, wear black always, it didn't quite flow very well in the terms of description there um again like to see the comp titles in the first paragraph I realized I made a little mistake when I was talking about that I think I said comp titles oh well you guys know what I mean the comp titles were near the end and then I wanted them at the beginning <laughs> there we at go. least put them there when you edited it I <laughs> But yeah, and as for the bio, I do want more about the writer, and I do know mm. this writer, so uh, you're cool, so give us more, 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 <laughs> more. Um, we get the writing credentials, but nothing else about them, and I, I'd like to see that you do need to get your writing credentials in there, and it's yeah. really done well here, but we can use a sentence, just one sentence even, mm -hmm. uh, with a little about yourself, and mm -hmm. then it would be, I think, perfect after that I was quite happy with this one um I don't have a whole lot of other comments I did really like the here's my note the the twist where her coven is not happy with her so when a love potion goes awry mm. Marley is cursed to 100 years of sleep I thought that was really cool because I wasn't expecting it to go there and then it went there I'm like oh that is so interesting yeah. so yeah this sounds like a great story and I think with a little bit of polishing this query letter is going to be perfect mm -hmm. Yeah, big points to this writer for personalizing the query for the tea granny specifically. Yes. I don't know if any of our other um, submissions did that. So I enjoyed 
that little tidbit. You got the personalization piece down, you're golden, yeah. you're good to go. And then this story is basically perfect for us. So, you know, uh, points there too, uh, even though we're not grading you on that. We're not grading you on anything. I'm not trying to be mean. Don't feel anxious because I'm not going to send you a report card. Just some feedback that you can take or leave as you see fit. Okay. That's my disclaimer out of the way. I should have said that during the first one. But seriously, this book sounds so fun. Um, I just finished reading Kingdom of the Wicked, so I'm loving witch stories right now. And this was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then interacting with the world as a ghost until someone suddenly notices you. Uh, yes, please. I love that. Kind of gave me like um, Invisible Life of Addie LaRue yes, vibes. Yes, that's my that. next note. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so if you need another comp title, consider that mm-hmm. one. Give it a read if you haven't already because I think it's very fitting. Um, and work, a recent, yeah. very popular one. So, And then, I yeah, similar to what Maria said, I suggested moving the comp titles up to the first paragraph. Um, I think that's a theme that we'll notice coming up. Uh, It helps with the overall flow so that the sections of this particular letter fit better and transition better together so that it's less choppy and you have less sections for the agent to bounce between as they're reading. Um, And I I think the biggest piece and why we both wanted it at the top was that that context is really helpful. Um, It tells us a lot around... um, just what to expect going into the query letter as a whole, like the genre mm-hmm. and what, what we're in for. Um, and then the context that I felt was missing from this was um, a little bit more around how Marley defies Coven laws. Like, what's she in for? Mm-hmm. What are they mad at her about? Because I felt that that was too vague. Um, and then, which this is basically the same thing, why the Coven, the, the Coven is unhappy with her. So that goes hand in hand. Um, and one or two examples of these things should be enough to give us some idea of what we're getting into, but I felt a little bit lost on that. And then, yeah, one sentence, maybe two sentences more in the bio section to help liven up that part and just um, show us your quirks, tell us who you are. I also know mm-hmm. this writer and think she's really awesome. So one or two quick hobbies or details about the work that you do or yeah. something like, especially if you work in some kind of writing, editing, or marketing field that is going to look really good Mm -hmm. to someone in publishing because it shows that, like, even if you're not working and writing fiction in your day job, if you're writing for business or marketing something for business, you already have a little bit more knowledge than the average person. So, um, yeah, never underestimate the skills that you bring, even if they're not technically adjacent to the fantasy world that you're creating or whatever. Yeah. And don't feel like, like, you're not bragging about yourself. Right. Same facts. You know, yeah. I think we're all, yeah. everyone's so modest. Like, oh, I mean, I I kind of dabble in mm-hmm. writing. And mm-hmm. meanwhile, they're, like, writing, like, the next bestseller. And you're like, oh, come on. Like, be yeah. honest with yourself. Yeah, it's not about, it's not for humility and modesty. Yeah, I think it's, exactly. that's a really important point that you actually just touched on. It's It's not bragging about yourself you're marketing yourself and that's those are two very yeah. different things they sound similar but they're two very different things and you approach them differently um yeah. because yeah. even when you're marketing yourself you don't want to do it in such of like look at me i'm so cool exactly. and you're gonna love me by the end of this and here's exactly why in three-point form uh that's not gonna get you anywhere <laughs> like, like whatever someone says to me you have to meet so and so you're gonna love them i'm like you just guaranteed that i like them, not love them <laughs> 
<laughs> don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I, yeah, don't tell me. Everyone knows I hate being told what to do. I've talked about this on the show before. Don't tell me what to do. But I, it's so funny. I'm like, but if someone's like, oh, like they love reading fantasy and like they love dogs. I'm like, I think I'll love them. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Show, yeah, don't tell. Show them, cool while, show them why you'll love them, but don't just tell yes. them that you're going to love them. Don't just yeah. say it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Very nice. <laughs> I saw you're open to queries on Twitter and enjoy stories with strong f- friendships. I am seeking representation for my manuscript, Elan 7, a middle grade novel complete at 36,000 words. Joanna is a character with a visible disability who uses a virtual world to escape the challenges of her real life. It is a standalone story with serious potential. I believe it will appeal to fans of Sword Art Online and Game World. Joanna Martin spends all her spare time within the virtual world of Elan 7, avoiding her real-life problems like her leg brace, a lack of friends, and her upcoming birthday party. Elan 7 is Joanna's haven, where she can run freely, talk without getting nervous, and make friends easily. Joanna and her guildmates have a friendship deeper than she's been able to build in the real world, and she spends all her time socializing in her virtual world, rather than at school. Elan 7 is close to perfect, until a rogue guild threatens the balance. The new guild quickly renders the game unplayable. Tensions mount within the game and within Joanna's guild. Joanna discovers new secrets about her guildmates that could change their dynamic forever. With Elan 7 and her guild falling apart, Joanna is forced to invest more time in the real world. Joanna must navigate middle school life, friends, bullies, birthday invitations, and, worst of all, a new boy in class threatening to converse with her. While trying to destroy the the rogue guild, She's determined to restore her community within Elan 7, even if she has to interact with real-world players, uh, actual humans, to do it. About me, I am a conservation biologist that's always been split between a passion for science and the arts. I spend my free time writing novels, drawing, and attempting to play violin. I have a research paper published in PLOS1, and I wrote for the Wildlife Preservation Canada's blog. I wrote this novel because I enjoy writing a strong female lead and wanted to explore community and personal growth within video games. Below, you will find the first five pages of my novel. Thank you for your time and consideration. So this is another great query. Um, I also had the pleasure of beta reading this manuscript and I loved it so much. I'm still thinking about it. and It's been like months since I read it. I just, <laughs> I just love it so much. <laughs> uh, but... I do love the opening paragraph. It hits all the requirements of a query. It's personalized. We got the title, we got the the genre and the word count and our comps and everything like that. Um, And important to note, this query landed an agent. So Mm -hmm. all of our fixes are not really applicable anymore, but we will still talk about (laughs) them anyway. Uh, This writer received a revise and resubmit request, and you will get to hear us chat with her later on this season about that, which is going to be awesome. Very exciting. Um, But yeah, as far as my notes for this, it would be, I thought it was too long. I would would cut a few lines um, to make it just a little more concise. I think the paragraphs describing the new guild and Joanna's middle school life could be blended into one short paragraph, uh, just to keep it a little bit shorter a little bit more punchy but the bio is just right and uh also someone very cool you know (laughs) I love these bios I think it's just like I want to be their friend (laughs) so yeah that's pretty much all I've got for notes on that one I I I mean 
I'm still thinking about the story. Yeah. That way. The query yeah. nailed the story as well. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, no wonder they landed an agent, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah, but it did feel a little odd editing a query that's already done the work it was meant to do. Um, mm-hmm. I guess it's just, you know, nothing's ever perfect. And we, can, we can always improve on things. So yeah. at a certain point, you just have to let it go and shoot it out into the world and see how it does. And this one mm-hmm. did great. And you could still find things that you want to fix ages later. But in the end, you know. You shot your shot and congratulations. So yeah, Mm -hmm. huge congrats to this author for, you know, stepping into that next stage of their publishing journey. And we're really excited for her and grateful that we get to read this query and share it with the world and uh, talk about it together. So um, this one is, it's about the same length as some of the other queries we're looking at today. Um, But the section describing what happens in the book is a bit longer than I think we're used to. So I made some suggestions for trimming, similar to what Maria said about the the last two paragraphs about the guild and everything. I think that's where things could be tightened down uh, to fewer paragraphs. I put in some transitional statements to make it one paragraph and just shorten it up a little bit. And I think mm-hmm. when I was reading it out loud, that's also where I started stumbling the most and having the most trouble. And I think it was mostly around like when the writer used a pronoun and when they used the character's actual name and that felt a little bit choppy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so keep an eye on that. But the query still sits under 400 words, which is downright impressive to a wordy idiot like myself. So, <laughs> you know, kudos for that. All of you are doing great. And then my last note is just that I love the representation in this story, uh, the disability piece, mm-hmm. the implication of social anxiety. Both of those just sing really strongly and are super relevant and important. And I love the visibility there. And of course, more video game joy. Always, always, yeah. always a plus, a good thing in my book. Um, and I adore stories like Sword Art Online. So again, personalized comp titles. Wow, well done. Um, even though this query wasn't directed at me, the comp choice fits me perfectly. Um, so if you can get one of those down for an agent, that immediately draws them in, immediately makes them more interested. Like, I like that story. Maybe I'll like this one too. So you can't go wrong when you're trying to do that. Dear Maria and Elise of the Tea Grannies, On a mountaineering expedition gone awry, Alex Wheeland and his friends stumble upon something they never expected to find. A mysterious door, hidden beneath a glacier. Driven by the excitement of discovery, Alex's friends are determined to return, but they are not the only ones who are interested in what the door might contain. When his friends go missing, Alex will have to brave the dangers of the mountain, evade the historical acquisitions agency, and use all his wits and resourcefulness if he is going to unlock the secret of the door and find a way to bring his friends home. In the door, 70,000 words, the author draws on her husband's extensive mountaineering experience to bring real-world mountaineering skills into a gripping adventure novel that maintains its momentum right until the final page. The author lives in Mackenzie, B.C. She loves utilizing her degree in counseling to craft compelling characters with genuine growth and transformation. More of her work can be found at her website. Thank you for your consideration. So this sounds like an interesting story, and I can see how leading with the book description could work, uh, given we get the rest of the information in the second paragraph about the title and the word count. Um, But queries are business letters, and the agents will want to see those things first and foremost. Um, My main suggestion then is to make the second paragraph the first paragraph, and include the target age group as well. Because um, when I was reading this, like just by the descriptions, I 
I guessed it was supposed to be adult, but the way the query was written, um, I got the feeling it was maybe young adult. So mm -hmm. I think it would be, you know, it needs to be clear for the agent too. You don't want to query an agent. Maybe they were both young adult and adult and you're only sending a query, no sample pages. And they're going to be like, well, which is it? Uh, so you want to make sure that you have that in there. Uh, I'd also like to see a hook, like a sentence at the beginning that's a little bit, um, I don't know, a little bit more specifics. So like right in this one, the um, something they never expected to find. Like I would, I would cut that. I would say, you know, I would have rewritten it to say on a mountaineering expedition gone awry, Alex Wyland and his friends stumble upon a mysterious or hidden beneath a glacier. Because this isn't mm. a, like a back cover copy in the bookstore, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's a query you want to get right to the meat of everything. So that's my other suggestion. And then for the bio paragraph, um, I would su strongly suggest writing it in first person. Mm -hmm. You're sending an email to an agent asking to go into business with them. So you wouldn't want to write that in third person. Whereas like, you know, if you're writing on your website or something, you, you would, right? And I also think that we could have gotten more about the writer here. So we've got a little bit about the counseling and the um, more work can be found on their website and that kind of thing, but nothing else about them so there's not quite enough there so I think that that would have um I think that would really touch tighten it up and make it a little bit more interesting and, and make it stand out a bit more mm -hmm. yeah I think you've yeah you've hit all the main beats that I had to cover there um because this does re it reads more like back cover copy um with a bit of about the author rather than um rather than a query letter to an agent um mm -hmm. and, and a pitch about the book so um a little bit of inside information is that I follow this writer on social media. So I know that the book is already indie published and they're likely oh, okay. not looking for an agent for this piece. So that might be why, um, although they might be, cause that's something that some authors have tried to do is to republish after going indie with a project that they've already, you know, gone out and done. Um, and there mm -hmm. has been some success in that, like, um, yeah, like Shades Atlas six. Oh, is that one as well? I think that one was indie published and then okay. it was picked up and they republished, they re-edited it and republished mm -hmm. it. So there's two versions out there. I think the indie version and then the edited, oh. you know, um, traditionally published version. Yeah. And then I think in Enchantment of Ravens is indie published. Was it picked up really? after? Yeah. I think I'd have was. to look into that one. I didn't know that. I assumed mm -hmm. it was trad. So it does, it does happen. It has her, uh, it has the publishing information on the cover, so. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So it does, it does happen. It doesn't happen as often as you might think it does. So if you're banking mm -hmm. on that, just be careful there. Um, it can be tough. It can be really tough to get this done just because of copyright issues. When something's been published already, a publisher might be hesitant to touch it. Um, yeah. and yeah, so that's just, that's a little tangent. All that said, uh, I thought it was important to cover and I will convey my edits as though this was supposed to be a pitch letter to an agent. Um, so overall, I think the summary captures the stakes and the storyline really, really well. The one thing that mm -hmm. I'm missing though, and it came off to me as YA as well. I didn't think this was an adult yeah. story. So if it is, that should probably be clarified. But what I was wondering is like, what's the main character like? We don't really get any information about yeah. what they think, what what's it going to be like to read the story from their perspective? Um, mm -hmm. Are they just like this gung-ho, completely up for the challenge all the time person? Or are they out of their depth, riddled with anxiety, kind of terrified about this experience that they have to go through? Um, 
And we don't necessarily need all of those details, but some touch on the character voice would make this more engaging. And I know that a, mm -hmm. a lot of agents are really looking for that specifically is character voice. Um, who is this person and why should I care about them? And then similar to Maria again, lastly, I would love a touch more detail about the author in the bio section. We know that she is drawing from her husband's mountaineering experience and that she has done counseling and tries to draw on that experience for her writing. But what does she do for fun? What is she passionate about? Um, I think a detail or two there would round out the section really well. And then, yeah, put it into first person to make this letter more of mm. a, I'm reaching out to you. This is who I am and what I do rather than, otherwise it comes across as though like you've got someone representing you to an agent who's supposed to represent your book and that could become confusing. So yeah, keeping it in first person for the bio, bio section would be um, really good. But yeah, thanks for sharing this story with us. Dear Agent, 15 years after a failed government experiment sends the wealthy fleeing to a Martian colony, Connor loses hope he'll be rescued from abandoned Earth. He spends his time foraging the wasteland's meager remains, and hiding from otherworldly predators, shadows that continue to ravage Earth since the experiment, to keep alive his little brother and their troop, wishing there was more to this harsh life than surviving. So when Connor learns about a piece of tech valuable enough to feed his troop for years, he risks his life to steal it. But Connor soon realizes others would kill to get their hands on it. When Connor's troop is ambushed by scalpers, the most brutal faction of lawless raiders, he and his brother flee toward a settlement called the Collective, teaming up with a charming, katana-wielding girl with an astonishing skill that makes her a powerful ally. Connor's determined to get his brother to safety and protect this girl he's starting to care for, and nothing will stand in his way. Not shadows. Not sandstorms. Not the scar-faced scalper out for revenge. Though the Collective is a thriving society with electricity, gardens, and banquets, Connor suspects something is off. Maybe it's the controlling policies limiting his investigation on the tech, but he's never been a rule follower. With the help of unlikely companions, Connor searches for answers, each scrap of information blurring the line between everything he's believed about the experiment and the long-buried truth. If what Connor discovers is true, the tech in his pocket can be the seed to rebuilding civilization on Earth, or the scythe that destroys it all. The Collective, a YA science fiction novel set in a 2160 American wasteland, is complete at 99,000 words. Its interwoven plotlines, themes of adventure and friendship, and the unraveling of dark secrets will appeal to fans of A Girl from Nowhere by James Maxwell and Rory Powers' Wilder Girls. The Collective is a standalone with series potential. I'm a health blogger and journaling junkie living in lovely southern Tennessee. When I'm not writing, you can find me playing volleyball, wandering through local bookstores, and engaging with the Instagram writing and reading community. Thank you for your consideration. All right, this one, this story sounds so badass. I want to read it, and I want to read it, like, really soon. So I hope you get an agent. I hope it gets published or self-published, and you send me a copy. I can buy so a copy. Selfish motivations. Yeah, yeah, your motivation. Um but yeah, back to the actual query letter itself. Uh, this is another one where I suspect it's too long. And I think that paragraph two in particular could be trimmed significantly and mostly focus on Connor, who seems to be our main POV character. Uh, and I almost think paragraph three about the collective could be cut entirely or have a sentence or two that blended into the paragraph above. Um, queries are not meant to read like a synopsis, even though it's very tempting to be like, here's everything about my book. Mm -hmm. um, 
usually will send a synopsis with your query so you can save that for your synopsis. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, you should, in the query, you want to get the gist of your book across in, in one or two paragraphs. Um, and I also recommend moving the paragraph with the title and the genre uh, to either first or second paragraph. The first paragraph is a great, it's a great hook. The, the first sentence is a great hook. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like the agent's, want to see the comp titles and the word count like pretty early on and I loved the author bio I thought that was just right it was it was good I actually could have used even one one more sentence but I I thought it was great and yeah I want to read this (laughs) yeah another (laughs) I know I sound desperate but I don't care (laughs) no shame I know what I want (laughs) another check mark for badass um yeah Sounds about right. I adore dystopian. I love a good dystopian novel. And this one in particular reminds me a little bit of The Road by Cormac McCarthy, mm-hmm. uh, just because it's all post-apocalyptic and then the scalpers and the desolation and all of that. So if you haven't read that, give it a shot. It's it's a really good book. Like, it was fascinating. Really it's disturbing. You that you're too. not going to be happy when you finish. <laughs> no, no, no. Not a, not a fuzzy feel-good story, although it is about no. a, a man and his son. So, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's really good, but it's an old comp. So if you are going to use it, as per our last episode, make sure you have something newer mm-hmm. and more relevant to pair with that. And it might not even suit the vibe of this story. I don't know based on the query. I can't say for sure. Um, that's something that you'll have to let the agent know. Um but as as most things, as with most things of speculative fiction, um, I love this. I want to read it. Like <laughs> you drew me in, you got me. Yeah, you know, I'm here. Um, but more specifically, I love the empathy that's built when we learn about the main character's younger brother and their troop. I am really intrigued to meet this katana wielding character, and thought that was very interesting. That being said, I didn't think it was necessary for the query. Uh, I think the beat about him wanting to protect her was a touch heavy-handed because if she's whipping ass with a katana, um, does she really need protection? That was my first question yeah. with not if enough I context. If I was with one of those, I wouldn't need no mm, man to protect me. Yeah, so not... <laughs> yeah. the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But only reading the story will tell me how that relationship mm-hmm. dynamic goes. And I don't think we get it. I don't think it's a, it's crucial enough to the, the main plot and everything to include. Um, and that particular beat just risks coming across as paternalistic. So be careful there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what else have I got? Um, also agree that this one was a touch too long. Um, so the summary has at once too much detail and not enough details that really matter. And I have a few recommendations for how to tighten that up and polish it up. Cause the main, the main story beat is there and that's what we need to know. Mm-hmm. The main plot is there. We understand like where this is going uh, for the most part, um, without having too many twists given away, but I would, um, I would recommend removing story specific words like shadows and the collective. Um, these things don't tend to add value to the query because um, we don't know enough about the world yet for them to make sense. And this goes for the agent who's reading it. Like they get they get the context of you telling them this is a YA dystopian, um, and that's all they know. Um, so telling so opening with something about the collective or the shadows is not going to make sense, um, and it tends to just eat up word count. So you can you can more quickly explain what it is that they're running for from, and then the agent can learn those story specific words when they read your pages and it's more more beneficial to them that way and then my main 
recommendation after that is to merge paragraphs two and three and cut some of the details. So I've made some suggestions for that. Some of the more literary lines that are descriptive in nature could come out to make room for some better um, context and details that were missing a little bit. And then finally, and most importantly, I would recommend reducing some of the vagueness of the details that we do get. So the main lines that I bumped on were that Connor soon realizes others would kill to get their hands on it. Uh, the girl with an astonishing skill, and the term valuable tech and unlikely companions. So we don't know who the others are who would kill to get it, this valuable tech, which we have no context for what, like, what kind of technology is it? What does it do? What does it provide? What kind of, like, how is it so beneficial that people would kill for it? We don't really know. So it's hard to, to understand that piece. It's a bit too vague. Um, and then these unlikely companions, what, we don't have any context for who these people are, what kind of people they would be. So these these kinds of sentences tend to fall flat instead of creating additional suspense and tension because there's just not enough there. Like you, you can create suspense by withholding information and that can sometimes be very effective. In this case, it's almost like you're withholding too much or not enough of the right things. Um, so reducing the amount of information that we gain from the query as a whole, but then adding some more concrete details so that we know the stakes, so that we know why this tech is so important because yeah. we know maybe what it is. Or we know why these companions are so unlikely because we know who they are. Um, mm -hmm. Something like that. So show us that instead of telling us outright without giving us quite enough. Um but we're in the show don't tell part of our yeah episode. that's come up a couple times <laughs> whoops uh, <laughs> not to sound like a broken record uh but yeah that that fits for queries too um but then yeah the the author bio sounds super cool i want to be your friend um i won't play volleyball with you though because that would end in disaster um, but we yeah, can wander we local bookstores together. Yeah. Well, I'd, yeah. I'd get a ball to the face is what would happen every yeah, time. Me too. I have no depth perception. <laughs> yeah. I can't face Cannot sports. coordinate hand and ball. Nope. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, loved the tone of this. I love where it's going. I love the, the concept. Read The Road by Cormac McCarthy if you haven't already. And um, well done. Just needs a bit of tightening and it'll be, it's going to be great. Dear Agent, in ancient Greece, Sabina has grown tired of her endless lives and strikes a new bargain with Hades, god of the underworld, for her freedom. I was lucky enough to have my first page read during Surrey Idol at the Surrey International Writers Conference online in 2020, where you were a part of the panel. Your interest in this piece at that time encouraged me to query you. Kairos is a complete 80,000-word fantasy romance. Sabina was cursed to live endless lives with her memories from each life intact, thanks to a bargain her mother made to save Sabina's brother from death. When, with Hades as their mouthpiece, the fates offer Sabina a chance to drink from the river Lethe and leave her lives behind, so long as she can stop her reincarnated brother Sophos from wreaking havoc on all of Greece. Accompanied by Arian, an immortal warhorse, and Evan, a lover from another life, Sabina travels across the country on the hunt for her freedom. Her attraction to Hades threatens to interrupt her plans, but her eventual love for him leaves her questioning if being free from her reincarnations is what she wants. When they discover that a god is pulling the strings behind Sophos' conquests, the clash between immortals and humans will change Sabina and Hades forever. 
I'm a graduate of Simon Fraser University's The Writer's Studio under the brilliant mentorship of author Eileen Cook. I'm the co-host of the writing podcast, The Tea Grannies, and I run a writing group with my fellow alumni, providing support and monthly workshops. I live in Langley, British Columbia, with my husband and our three rescue dogs. I'm also an avid equestrian and competitive on our local show jumping circuit. Now who's cool? I want to be you. All right. (laughs) I sound a lot cooler on paper than I am in real life. tell me that he's like you're so nice and at my response because I'm so awkward I was like well you don't know me at all <laughs> I was like oh you should have just said thank you yeah and we'll just... we'll figure out the you know marketing yourself piece later yeah, where you like make yourself sound good it's tough it's tough um but yeah I can't really workshop my own query it was really weird hearing it read out loud <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Uh, but um this was a personalized query and I did get a partial request for it um, from other queries. There was no second paragraph about the uh, story idol that was cut out, uh, mm. but that one also resulted in uh, one partial request, two full requests, and that was out of 34 queries so far. I've sort of lost Ooh. steam on querying at the moment. Yeah. Um, so now that Elise has edited it for me again, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm going to add these edits and I'm going to start querying again. Yes. I'm going to be able to do another batch after this. Oh my God. That makes me so happy. Whenever, whenever I'm sending feedback to a client or to you or to one of the writing group peers, um, I'm always thinking like, the only thing I want to come out of this is that they feel motivated to work on their thing again. Like, yeah. I don't care if they take my feedback. I don't care if they throw it all out. As long as they feel motivated to keep going, I've done my job mm-hmm. and I've done my job. I've done my job well. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, motivation is, is the hardest Yes. Part. Oh my yeah. God. I understand <laughs> that. So allow me to play editor. And I say play as though I don't do it for a living. <clears throat> All right, disclaimer about bias because I love you and all that good shit, but more importantly, Sabina may as well be a goddess and I love her. More bias, more importantly, I have enjoyed reading this story multiple times. Um, And now having had a few months of distance from it, I have a few suggestions for this query that I did not have before. I apologize. Um, It's knowledge I didn't know I would have until later. So I love the hook line about Sabina's endless lives. I still love it. I loved it before. I love it now. Um, And I know that that line grabbed Twitter's attention a number of times during PitMad when you did that. Um, That said, after reading this with the other queries and the other feedback we've given, I'm not sure about the placement of it. And like, neither am I. (laughs) Right? I know that opening like with with a hook is supposed to be best practice. And that's what you learn in school with your essays and everything that like, you got to, you got to hook line and sinker them you got to make them real interested right um but maybe it's a subjective thing but for me personally i've been finding that having that like genre word count title and comp titles within the first paragraph sits better like it gives me that context Mm -hmm. of what am i getting into okay let's go now i can take the hook now i want to know more about the story so that's my instinct not saying it's right Mm -hmm. just saying that's what i would do Um, i think it's ironic that i've spent this whole episode being like you want your title and your word count first paragraph and then we get to my query and I didn't do that. I mean, (laughs) you still got partials. So, you know, it still works, right? Um, Yeah. yeah. Still good. (laughs) But yeah, setting the stage, I think there's some value there. Uh, The other thing I noticed is there's a line or two of backstory about Sabina. The the one line, there's one line of backstory about Sabina's curse, about how her mother did it 
to save her brother. Um, and I don't think we needed that. I think we could free up some words with that and then transition between the paragraph about her curse to the one about her mission to stop her brother. Um, and then the agent can learn the backstory in the book. And that should be fine. I don't think that, yeah, I don't think that takes it's away not from that it. important. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's important to the story, but yeah. maybe not the query. Um, <laughs> but then the one thing I felt that was missing was a more concrete threat. So when it says that her brother's mm -hmm. going to wreak havoc, what does that mean? It's similar to the last one we were talking about. Like, I don't quite understand the stakes of of the story. And I mean, I know the story, so I know what the stakes are. So I could easily just say, ah, it's perfect. Um, but now that I've had some distance from it, it's like, okay, if I didn't know the story, this wouldn't mean enough to mm -hmm. me to like really explain that. So are we looking at godly magical havoc or are we looking at serial killer level horror or, you know, I'm down Loving for anything because I'm a sick bastard, go. but let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and then my final note, um, and I don't know why I didn't note this earlier because it's right at the beginning, the personalization. How could I forget that? Um, Surrey Idol, that was wild. That was like, I know you were like, you heard your piece start to get read and you were like freaking out. Screaming. And I was sitting there like, this is, this is Maria's piece. I've read this piece and I was freaking out. So yeah, that was a really fun time. I was I was honored to be there. I was honored to hear this piece get pulled and read by Mary Robinette And Cole. the agents were smiling oh, and yeah. I could not stop <gasps> screaming. Like I didn't hear them reading it because I was just sitting at my laptop. Screaming. Watching them react to your words <laughs> yeah. that you wrote one at a time on a keyboard. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I want to bottle that feeling. I could sell oh, it for so much money. Yes. yes. And just a little plug here. If you've never attended Surrey Idol at the Surrey International mm -hmm. Writers Conference, we highly recommend it. It's just a whole lot yeah. of fun, even if your piece doesn't get pulled. I think we've, we've done it mm -hmm. twice. Twice. Yeah, and we didn't get picked last time, which was right. too bad. Yeah, yeah. and I, I mean, I haven't bad. gotten picked ever, but seeing you picked was like basically it's a, like, it's like I got picked. I mean, yeah. good God. Uh, <laughs> but also great. the thing that I was actually going to say about this piece, <laughs> because this is a personalized query, I am more convinced that that personalization should be the first paragraph. Yes. Right? Because that's, yes. what, that's what's going to get them like, oh, this is why you're querying me. So yes, I'm going to read the whole thing because, you know. Uh, when I wrote things. it, I had it there, and then I moved and then it, moved and it. then I moved it back, and then I moved it again, and I moved it back, and then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to send it like this. I'm just going to send it like this. <laughs> so that's what happens when you're all indecisive. Yeah. Put, put the, the personalization first, first if you're on the fence about It's it, the most important piece. We keep harping on it. So if you're ever that's in weird. doubt, yeah. if you're ever in doubt, but you still got your partial, so you know. I did. Yes. Whatever. Um, but yeah, that personal connection is probably the most important context. And then the information about the book itself comes next. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, this book is amazing. No. Um, ignore my bias because I've read it several times. So I'm an expert and just read it because you'll love it. Thank you. Goodbye. I am seeking representation for Poison Tongue, a 90,000-word young adult fantasy that brings Edge Dancer by Brandon Sanderson and Howl's Moving Castle by Diana Wynne-Jones together in a blend of Lyft's humor and Sophie Hatter's disposition. Some people are gifted with speech magic that makes food taste divine or convinces others to do what they want. Mia Lin is not one of those people. She lives in exile, hiding from the false accusation that she poisoned all the rich folk in her hometown. When her tenuous freedom is threatened, she sets out to escape back to the family she left behind, 
hunted by the enslaving magic of the speech mage who exiled her and the poison plot that threatens to topple her world. I am a freelance editor and web designer from British Columbia, Canada. I write fantasy for fun, read fantasy for research, and occasionally fantasize about how many friends I'd have if I got out of the house more. I graduated from Simon Fraser University's The Writer's Studio Online, where I also volunteered as a TA for two years with the inimitable Eileen Cook. Thank you for your consideration. Once again, I was lucky enough to read this manuscript. Uh, So, you know, I got the insider knowledge (laughs) and it's amazing. And the title is also amazing. Um, Poison Tongue is a badass title and I love it. Uh, And as you've all noticed by now, I do love to see the genre and word count at the beginning. Um, The one thing missing from this query for me is like a hook, a hook-like sentence. I think you could do it after the first paragraph, give us a little hook and then jump into the some people are gifted with speech magic. Um, and the length is great. I'm so proud of you for not making it super it's so long. short. <laughs> <laughs> and the bio is perfect. It has all the good stuff um, about what you do and where you live, what you do for fun, and the writer studio and the TA stuff, which is like a huge plug. Um, again, and having read this manuscript and like, you know, I loved it. I think the other main character, Tack, uh, should make an appearance in the query letter. I think that if you edited this one sentence that's a little little wordy, there it is. That into two different sentences, <laughs> and you could include tack, and that would give us a little bit more context mm. about her life and the adventure she's going to go on, and that she's not doing it by herself. Because I think one of my favorite things about this book is the journey she goes through with tack. Yeah, and so I think he should be included. Um, he might not be a point of view character, but. It, he is also very important. So mm-hmm. I think he'd be great in here. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, yeah, you know, I loved this book. It's a good query, you know. That's a, that's Everyone a should read it. huge oversight on my part, though, for excluding that character from the query entirely. Because it's <laughs> like literally like... the time like... I forgot a whole character yeah. in my script. Because <laughs> you're like, like, what happened to this guy? And I'm like, that's the next one. What, what happened to that know. other main character who literally yeah. drives the story with this one? Where, where, mm-hmm. where? happens happens to the best of us yeah just vanished um (laughs) but yeah i mean i can't really critique my own query either but um i'm never satisfied so i have plenty of notes for myself which i won't go into too much detail about but um my main impression is that while i'm very proud of how short this is it's too short (laughs) yeah we can have another paragraph yeah where you dive into the tack and like a little bit more about the adventure and Mm -hmm. i think then it would be like perfect without being too long yeah fill it in with a nice little hook sentence and i think you were too worried about being too i was and i overcompensated oh my god it's less than 200 words this thing it's less than 200 words like what insane um but yeah i don't provide nearly enough detail with it and i don't give enough attention to the characters that are relevant but uh that said i did get at least one partial request if not Mm -hmm. two i can't remember very clearly and i think i sent out about as many as you did for Mm -hmm. kairos like around 30 um and every time i think about this book i just remember how fun it was and how fun the characters and i'm yeah really really happy with it but i say that about all your books i think my favorite (laughs) one is the one that you still haven't edited that i'm (laughs) still waiting for (laughs) Eventually, codenamed Bug Babies. That's the uh, one I want to get my dirty little hands on. Dear Bug Babies. But this one was great, too. And instead, I started a draft for something else. So, whoops. Yes, I'm about <clears throat> to do the same thing. So, uh, yeah. just gotta sometimes just chase, chase those vibes. We talk about this all the time. Yep. Chase, the vibes. chase them while they're there, because they won't be there forever. 
Exactly. Uh, but if I were to if I were to query Poison Tongue again, which I might because I still really like the story, I mm-hmm. I would look for some way way more relevant comp titles. I don't think the two that I picked were nearly good enough looking back at this. And um, I think I could also add more of the main character's voice into this query because she's supposed to be kind of like sarcastic, quirky, dry humor, and none of that comes through. So um, there's my <laughs> there's my failure of the big no-nos. <laughs> Character voice. Uh, I was harping on that earlier. Um, yeah, because she does have a fairly strong voice in the draft itself, and that's what agents are looking for. So that, and I need to update my bio again because none of that information is accurate. Now that we have read, how many queries? Did we do five? Did we do six? We did I think seven. we did seven. <laughs> Wrong on both counts. We had to, had to throw ours in there too. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. Uh, to show that we kind of know something or other. Anyway, now that we've done that and we're credible, uh, leave that up to your own judgment. Um, we thought we'd just compile some, uh, an overview, quick notes. What do we learn from this? Um, what makes a good query? So since we talked about the basics of what you need, that's pretty obvious from last episode. But from this, from critiquing, from reading, kind of seeing what people tend to do, um, what to do, what not to do, uh, it seems like clear, personalized comp titles are top of the list. If, mm-hmm. yeah, if I knew I had read, if I knew the books and had read the comps previous to reading the letters, I was immediately more invested in the letters. So that's going to be true for agents as well, and that's huge. Um, Tight character-driven writing, providing a high-level overview of the main plot. This should include, like, the inciting incident, what sets off the main point of the story, and then the main character, their motivation for the majority of the book. But don't give away the ending because we still want to be kept in suspense. You want to leave the agent wanting more. And then the last one that I was... surprised by honestly was that we both liked seeing the genre the word count mm-hmm. and the to- comp titles at right at the start like before the hook most of the time um and this may be a subjective thing we're not 100 percent sure on it. it could depend on the agent but we like the context that these things provide for the rest of the letters so that we're not just dropped blindly into a character or world introduction that doesn't make yeah. sense it helps like figure out where this belongs mm-hmm. on the shelf right yeah. which is what agents want to see yeah. it's a business. Exactly. But even for us reading it, I was like, oh, yeah, this sounds like something that I would definitely read. Like, yeah. even though, like I said, I hadn't read those two comps, but I read the the title and the word count and the comps. And I went, hey, I have both of those mm-hmm. books on my list. This sounds like Here's it could another. be a fit for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, yeah. The thing I noticed, uh, mostly because Elise mentioned it. So read your query out loud and see if you stumble anywhere. Mm-hmm. Because that's yes. where you need to smooth it out or check on your how long your sentences are, Mm -hmm. are you a little too wordy, should you Mm -hmm. simplify it? Like, we've given this advice on the show a lot. I know it's awkward to read your work out loud. Um, I talk to myself a ton, so it's not really awkward for me. (laughs) Um, Like, I constantly talk to myself. (laughs) I'm glad the walls don't have ears, because people will be like, what a weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) So definitely something to do. Um, And the character voice, we should get a feel for the character voice in the query. It Mm -hmm. it is a business letter for sure, Mm -hmm. but you still, you want the agent to want to read your story. So if it just sounds like a boring textbook type Mm -hmm. (laughs) description, Mm -hmm. that's not going to be enough for them to want to see the agents. 
Uh, and you don't want it to be too short. You don't want it to be too long. So around 500 words is the guideline. You can be a little under. Um, basically keep it to a page. Uh, I would say even even 400 because the, even 400, the yes. ones that we noticed were yeah. long were still around 400. But Okay, some, I take back what I said, now. 400 words. <laughs> I think that's going to be your best bet. Yeah. Uh, and more specific bios, because it's mm. hard to talk about yourself. Some yes. people are great at that, and they're usually salespeople, and like good for them. <laughs> that's a very niche thing, though. <laughs> it's hard to talk about yourself. Mm-hmm. So you're not bragging about yourself, you're marketing yourself. So if you're having trouble writing something about yourself, um, like I know me and Elise did, and we definitely went back and forth. So spitball with a friend and yeah. see what they come up with for you. Um, you'll probably be surprised. It's always more complimentary than you think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like they'll usually pull up something you're like, oh, yeah, I did do that. I kind of forgot about that. Oh, yeah, I am uh, cool. Cool, cool. I cool. am cool. <laughs> I, or I can sound cool on paper, and that's what's going to matter. That's what matters. <laughs> they don't yeah. need to know I'm socially anxious. They can't <laughs> from the letter. So that's where you want to get into um, sharing some of this process with your friends or your spouse mm-hmm. or something so you can get an idea. I think that that's where it can really, really closes out the query strongly if you have a good bio. That's yeah. what I think you want to make sure you do. And that's the tea on query letters. So don't forget to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram at the Tea Grannies podcast and on Twitter at the Tea Grannies. We'll see you next time for an episode on synopses. Happy writing. Did I say that word right? Yeah, you did. <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> <laughs>